Hey everybody, welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. I'm Keisha Milana. And I am Nakia Smith. And today we have a special guest. Her name is Cecilia Malcolm. And she's actually a wife, an author, entrepreneur, and an aspiring life coach. She currently helps others with her YouTube channel, Journey of Holiness, as well as her blog. And she creates content around healing and creating a relationship with God. She's also the co-founder of The Writer's Source, where she motivates believers to heal so they can share their stories for God. So how are you today, Cecilia? I am doing well. Thank you all so much for having me. Thank you for meeting with us. So first, can you just tell us a little bit about how you started your blog and your YouTube channel? Sure. So I graduated in 2017 with my bachelor's degree. And shortly after graduating, um, I was already not feeling my best. And come to find out, I was diagnosed with two possible autoimmune diseases. They didn't know what it was. And I kind of came to a standstill because I was like, okay, I feel like I did what I was supposed to do. I went to school, graduated. At that time, I was involved with multiple ministries. So I thought I was doing what I needed to do for the Lord. So I was a little bit confused when I was sick. And it's just like, I don't I don't understand what's happening. And God was starting to speak to me about the importance of making sure that not only are you doing things for God, but you're doing things with him and start to show me that a lot of the things that we end up saying that we're doing, if we don't take care of ourselves, if we're neglecting our emotional health, if we're neglecting our mental health, all those things don't matter. So I kind of came to a standstill and, you know, really questioned God, like, God, why would you allow me this to happen? And he said, I'm going to heal you from the inside out. So from there, I started my personal healing journey where God started to confront like my past and things that I was ignoring, things that I was just covering up in the name of grinding, hustling, graduating, doing what I need to do, but neglecting my actual health in him. So he brought me through a journey and um, showed me how through my salvation, he wanted me to be whole. He wanted to be me to be whole in him, not, you know, feel like I needed to find my worth and value in the things of accomplishments or things that I can do, but to know that in him through salvation, I am healed and I am whole. And um, through there, through my journey, that's when I started the journey of holiness, where I just started to share where I was in my journey. I first started off just me writing to myself, writing to encourage myself, and then it flourished into my YouTube channel where I just kind of talked about where I was in my season and how God was healing me and just kind of giving encouragement to others as well who may be in a similar situation or, you know, would want to be prevented from being in a similar situation. So that's how I kind of started. Wow, I love that. And I love, I actually went to your YouTube. I looked at it. I really love, you know, all the content. And YouTube is something that's, of course, really growing, really popular, but how do you balance, like, I guess, sharing the the trouble sometimes as well as the good times or balance keeping that authenticity when things might not be going so well? That's a great question. So I think for me, it's just understanding that when it comes to life and then when it comes to things that we go through, it's not for us. I think a lot of the times we take things personally and we just be like, oh, man, this sucks. But God has really been able to shape my perspective to know the things that I go through is not 
for my bad. The Bible says that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. So, you know, through that, I've been able to really understand what a victory mindset is and not a victim mindset. And that's what's led me to write my first book, Victory Through the Odds, because I realized that things are going to happen. We live in a fallen world. You know, even though God loves us, there is very real evil in this world and things are going to happen. So I think through going through things and just seeing how God has been faithful, I've been able to share from a victory mindset to know that, yes, these things did happen to me, but they're happening to me for the glory of God and not for me to feel bad for myself. So through that, I've been able to see through that lens and that's how I've been able to share. And when I know, when I know that it's time to share is that when I'm healed from it, you know, I don't try to share things where it's still fresh, or I'm still probably processing through unless God wants me to talk about it. Um, But I've learned that you share and you're able to impact people from a place of healing, not so they can feel sorry for you or they can feel like justified in their victim mindset, but to know that God does have the victory regardless of what you're going through. That's amazing. And I just want to ask you, how did you transition from having a victim mindset to having now a victory mindset? That's a great question. Yeah, for me, it started with my healing journey. Um, And in that, in my healing journey, I had to do a lot of forgiving. Forgiving and understanding, like acknowledging, yes, these things did happen to me. Yes, these things did suck. However, I've had to learn to forgive those who, you know, may have contributed and also learn to forgive myself. Because I think a lot of times we talk about how people have hurt us or we've been put in situations that we didn't you know, know of. But God showed me that I had the power to take responsibility of my healing. And in that, I had to forgive myself as well for putting people or putting situations in places that they had no business being in. And also give myself grace to learn how to heal, to learn how to forgive, to learn to let go, to know that if God can forgive me in my sins and in my mess. And even looking back, I realized like, yeah, people done so, but you also contributed to some of your mess and you have to acknowledge mm-hmm. that as well and forgive yourself as well, you know? So I had to really go on a self-love journey and not like self-love where it's all about me, but I had to realize, okay, God loves me. So I have the ability to love myself and I can love others as well. So healing, forgiveness, acknowledging what's happening and also learn to see myself as God sees me. And he never called me a victim to my life. Like I said, he said all things work together for my good. You know, he calls me his masterpiece. So I had to really reframe who I was and know that it's not about what has happened to me. But what I can be able to share is how I've been able to have victory in who God has called me to be. Nicely said. Yes, I love that, you know, you have such a strong faith and it's just written all over you. Has that ever caused you any like friendships, relationships or people kind of prejudging you um and if so how did you deal with that just like being automatically judged as someone who's overly godly or you know too ingrained in um spirituality like have you ever had to deal with any of that oh yes most definitely um when I first started off on my journey even before like you know kind of getting to the place where God said he's gonna heal me I just knew that I I've all because I've always grown up in church but 
I just started to feel like there was better because like I was around a lot of Christians who said they were Christians, but their life was not like reflecting that. I'm like, if we're saying we're Christians, like why are we still acting crazy? Why are we still doing all these things that we know we shouldn't be doing? Like something is wrong. So earlier on, that was something that I started to separate myself from. So like, I think my transitions happened gradually. So when I started to have that mindset, like I said, being around Christians, automatically I was rejected because people wanted to be a Christian and call themselves Christians, but then do whatever they wanted to do. And I wanted to rise into a standard. I'm like, if I believe that I can get better, I have to become better. I can't keep doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. So with that, I did face a lot of rejection, like from like childhood friends, um, people who I, you know, thought were friends. But then I looked at, looked back and I'm like, okay, if I'm trying to be something that I know is wrong to please y'all and y'all are still rejecting me, I might as well just do the right thing and know that, you know, I'm doing it for the glory of God. Cause at the end of the day, you guys don't have a heaven or hell to put me in. So if I live my life to try to please you, I had to definitely deal with a lot of people pleasing. And I talk about this in my book a lot, but I definitely had a thing of wanting to be accepted. And it wasn't until I started to see God move in my life beyond what people around me were doing or acting like. I'm like, oh, like, you know, and of course it wasn't easy, but it's like I saw God continuously come through and not in like the traditional sense, but I just had a lot more peace. I just had a lot more joy. I just had a lot more contentment, you know, with myself. I didn't need people's approval to feel like I was somebody. And I felt like a lot of the people that I was around at that time felt like they needed their approval. They needed approval from people who are outside of the church when they're doing their wrong. They needed people from approval inside of the church when they're doing their so-called right. And um, I just had to go through that process of being okay with being rejected and know that, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible where it talks about Samuel. And, you know, they they went to Samuel like, Samuel, we don't want to judge. We don't want to, we want a king. And, you know, Samuel went to God and God's like, listen, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. So I had to realize like, me being rejected wasn't them rejecting me they were rejecting the god in me and that just gave me more peace to become who i was called to be and in that god started to surround me with people who were in the same mindset as me so like i didn't you know yes it was hard but ultimately i started to walk in the better that i knew i could always have i just had to let go of the old so that i can receive the new how important is it for you to be around like-minded people for me, it's very important. Um, and in that as well is also trying to find a balance because sometimes in being around or designed to be around like-minded people, you can get in a level of familiarity where you don't grow, right? You're so, you're so much around like-minded people that y'all all doing the same thing. Y'all all saying y'all wishing for the same thing, but no one's on a different level. So I think it's great to have that great foundation, but then also strive to put yourself around people who are further than you, that can bring you up, that can help you to raise a standard. So I definitely think it's important to be around like-minded people, but also in that, be able to manage the stages that you all are in. So even for me now, being a you know young woman, newly, still about newlywed, I've been married for two years um, I do have like-minded people who are Christian, yes, but then I also have like-minded people who are Christian and maybe married for maybe five years or maybe married for 10 years so that I can have people to look up to so that I'm just not my own standard. So I think that's my look on being around like-minded people. I like that. And going back to having different levels, how important is it to reach back to someone who may not be at the level that you are now, but they strive to be I think there. it's a very important and 
a very much a reason uh, that prompts me to continue to make content to help those who are behind me. Because, you know, when I was in those situations, I was looking up to people, right? And it's always great to have great role models. But I definitely believe that God does save you from things so that you can reach back and help those who are maybe struggling or wandering. You know, the Bible says, blessed are those who are able to lovingly bring somebody back on the right path. And sometimes you just need a little guidance and a little help. So I think it's very important. And part of the reason why I do what I do is to be able to reach back and help people who, you know, need help and people who I know, like when I was in the situation, I was looking for help as well. And I think that not only helps you to continue to grow because people are holding you accountable, people are looking up to you, but then you have that opportunity to see that, wow, like all the things that I did go through, it's not for just no reason. Like it's actually helping people. Say I listened to a podcast called Blessed and Bossed Up and the podcast pretty much intertwines her relationship with God and entrepreneurship. And she said that she made God the CEO of not only her life, but her company. And it seems like you have done the same thing. And I want to ask you, how does it feel or was it hard for you to try to intertwine the two? That's a great question. Um, I think with when it comes to understanding God is not only the CEO of your life of your or um, but your business as well. I think it's also important to realize that God works in like seasons and how the world may portray entrepreneurship and business and all those things may be completely different from how what God is doing. And I think the main thing that God has shown me through this process is that beyond anything that I'm building, he's really concerned about my heart and my salvation. And, you know, the Bible says, see, he first kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And that's been the motto of my life. I never want to build anything outside of the will of God, knowing that I'm saying I'm doing it with for God, but leaving him out of the process. So I think because he's kind of given me that foundation of putting my salvation first. And that's why my thing is called journey of holiness, because I think a lot of times the you know the word holy can be put out of in uh, out of connotation and people can take it and run with it and make it legalistic but holiness just means a set of state of being set apart for God's glory for God's special use and I believe that that's what he wants to do with his children when it comes to their lives and when it comes to their businesses so of course it has been challenging being that sometimes you may look over and you may see well they're not doing things God way you know God's way and they're being successful. They're, you know, doing their thing. They got their six figures, but it's just like God works on different currency. Um, and I think that just kind of having that strong foundational faith has helped me to navigate when I'm, you know, tempted to compare or tempted to wonder why things are not going a certain way. Um, so that's just been my personal journey with that. Wow. That's amazing. I think it is really important that you know, like you said, we understand what currency God is working on because I think a lot of times finances and chasing bags that can't really get in our way of more important things such as religion or spirituality or the Lord. So thank you for just highlighting that. Um, and I also know that you are expecting. Mm -hmm. So first of all, congrats. Thank you. But second of all, how has it been just to like be pregnant in a pandemic? That has been probably the most interesting experience of my life. 
um, simply being because I was also dealing with so many other transitions at the same time. But one thing I've definitely learned in this process is that like my life is not my own. Um, and this is from the sense of like my heavenly father's sense and also from the sense of my baby sense, because she just do whatever she want. And my body is literally not my own. <laughs> So I've been learning both my life on the outside and my life on the inside is not my own. And it's definitely been a very humbling process um, to to experience this in the middle of the pandemic, because while I could normally do things that I maybe wanted to do before, you know, giving birth and all those things, I've just had to kind of surrender them to the Lord and to know that his timing is perfect and to know that he knew that I was going to be pregnant in the middle of a pandemic. And I've just been seeing how he's just been taking care of me, you know, and that just goes back to the thing of just knowing that God cares more about your salvation and you just trusting in him more than you trying to grind and do things on your own. Um, you know, for me, just a personal testimony, like I've been um, probably unemployed more than I've been employed in this year or probably half of the year. And I've just been seeing God's grace and God's mercy continue to cover me as I just stay faithful to him, you know, and not chasing this and not chasing that, but just really putting my trust and my hope in him. And in that, I've been able to just experience a rejuvenation in my love for the Lord, love for the things of God, love for my husband, and just really been able to appreciate life. So it started off really rough. I think for my first couple of weeks of pregnancy, I cried every day, but it's definitely turned out to be a very beautiful experience. And I'm excited to just welcome my daughter into this world. It's such a beautiful, I guess, outlook on on life and your pregnancy and just everything that you have like gone through. So I just want to know what does like the bigger picture look like for you? What does success look like? When you look back on your life, you say, okay, I did all these things. I'm successful. I was able to give glory to God. Like what does that look like? So success for me, God actually redefined my definition of success when I was in, when I was in the midst of my sickness and I was like, God, I'm not able to go to school. I'm not able to do all these things. And God literally told me that success is being obedient to what God is showing you to do and doing that well. So I know like in this season, God has called me to become a mother and I intend on being a mother to the best of my abilities and, you know, to be obedient in doing that and doing that to glorify God. So I think whatever season, I think sometimes we look at success as a destination or when I get this, I'm successful. When I have that, I'm successful. But we have to realize, I think the success is found in the journey. Um, the success is found in the journey and you understanding what God is calling you to do and doing that well and knowing that over time, it's going to build up some, the fruit is going to come from it. But I think sometimes when we kind of say success is this destination, we get discouraged, we get overwhelmed, we lose hope, you know? So I've just learned to know that success is, um, based off what God is having me to do in the season and doing it well. And when I look back on my life, I would like to know that I was obedient, know that I did what I need to do and that I am able to reap the benefit of that. Definitely. So can you just leave our audience with like maybe one gem, something that can really stick with them, something that might be, you know, just standing out to you to say to them? Sure. Um, I definitely believe that it's very important that above all else, you give your life to the Lord. 
um, you know, I think a lot of times in our society, we do a lot of Jesus and, and, or faith and, but to know that the, the sole purpose of us being alive, we all have different callings, right? But the sole purpose for us being alive is to glorify God. And when we understand how to do that with our individual gifts, that's the best life that you can live. That's the best life that you can attain. Not you know, having certain monies. There's some people who have money and cars and things and stuff and they're unhappy or they're in the midst of divorce or in the midst of sickness and they can't even enjoy their things. And it's because we have not yet prioritized. So definitely prioritize your foundation and your faith and to know your ultimate purpose and build on that because in, in that you cannot fail. In that there will be no disappointment. In that there will be no disgrace because you're doing everything for the honor and the glory of God. Well, definitely, you know, prioritize. And can you please leave our audience with your social medias and where they can follow you and find you? Sure. So my social media right now is Sicilian Monique, C-E-C-I-L-I-A-N-N, Monique with a Q, so M-O-N-E, I'm sorry, M-O, uh, Monique with an E, M-O-N-E-Q-U-E. And um, my YouTube is called Journey of Holiness, and holiness is spelled W-H-O-L-I-N-E-S-S. And I also have my blog, um, Journey of Holiness, as well. And you'll be able to find those links in um, the description of my YouTube. And I also have my book, Faithful Through the Odds, that you can get on Amazon. And also, if you would like to get a free copy, you can also sign up as well, um, and you'll be able to get that on my Instagram as well my instagram link so um yep that's that well thank you so much for joining us we really really appreciate you for your time and just dropping some knowledge and just giving us some wisdom so make sure y'all go follow our pages as well at 21 minutes or less on facebook twitter instagram and then on youtube we are 21 minutes or less podcast and then you can follow our personal pages Mine is at Keisha Milana. And mine is at Miss Butterfly 21. And we'll see you on the next episode.